This is BT Techno, a regular podcast series for financial advisors wanting to remain at the forefront of strategy, regulatory and industry news. Hello and welcome to today's BT Techno podcast. I'm Brian Ashenden and I have the pleasure of leading the BT Technical Services team, a team of experts that are available to answer any technical advice, strategy related queries you may have. Now, with a week having passed since the delivery by the government of the 2021-2022 federal budget and the opposition having delivered its response, this week I thought it may be worth considering just where things stand, what we might see, and also the contribution changes in a little bit more detail. So let's start with the opposition's response, which was delivered by the Honourable Anthony Albanese, leader of the Labor Party, in the traditional time slot of the Thursday night following the budget. Now, from a financial planning perspective, and in terms of the major announcements from the government, particularly around superannuation in this year's budget, the opposition's response was largely a non-event. Labor's budget response didn't talk to super. They didn't comment on whether they supported or opposed announcements on removing the $450 per month threshold before super guarantee currently becomes payable. They didn't comment on whether they supported the removal of the work test for certain contributions up to age 75. They didn't comment on the proposal to allow members to exit legacy retirement income streams. Now, whilst in prior year budgets, we often hear the opposition saying why they will oppose a number of budget announcements, the lack of similar comments this year is not actually surprising. And this is actually because of the timing. Many measures, including the superannuation-related ones I mentioned earlier, are stated to take effect from the next 1 July that occurs after the royal assent of the legislation that enables the change, with a follow-on comment from the government that they expect this to be 1 July 2022. Now, you can read this as code for, we will legislate for these changes if we are re-elected at the next federal election. So there's no rush for this legislation to be introduced. The opposition knows it doesn't have to oppose or support the measures at this point in time, so there is no need to comment on them. Now, with these announcements, therefore, clearly being the start of the release by the government of its future superannuation policy for the upcoming election, I thought it may be worth looking at the contribution changes in a little bit more detail, given some of the questions that have arisen since they were first announced. Now, if we start with this measure to remove the work test requirement, for non-concessional and salary sacrifice contributions through to age 75. The expansion for non-concessional contributions is certainly a positive outcome for those looking to contribute more later in life. It can also help those who have been waiting for the Bring Forward legislation that's currently before Parliament, which is to lift the qualifying age to access the Bring Forward measure from the year in which you turn 65 to that in which you turn 67, and for that legislation to be passed. But with only seven days of the Senate remaining before the end of the financial year, the chances of that bill passing and then having the ability for you to advise your clients, provide them with a statement of advice and implement the advice within a period of less than two weeks probably remains pretty slim. Now, if the bill doesn't pass, but this proposed change in the budget does get through, at least those who miss out now will have the ability to contribute into the future. Now, interestingly, the government's announcement on this measure stated that it does include the bring forward opportunity being expanded through to 75 also. But whether that means in the year you turn 75, you could still do a three-year contribution, so covering the years you're age 60, uh, 76 and 77 as well, or whether perhaps it stops in the year you turn 73 isn't yet clear. Now, the ability to salary sacrifice through to age 75 without the need to meet a work test does sound a little odd because you'd have to be working to earn a salary that you could then sacrifice. 
But what it would do is allow for those who don't actually meet the 40 hours within a 30-day period uh, to do salary sacrificing. So, for example, those who work one day per week and may just fall short of the number of hours required. And what about the need to do a, to work to do a personal deductible contribution? I mean, if you're working, wouldn't you just salary sacrifice the wages anyway? So the rationale behind this one is relatively simple, I think. Um, it's designed to prevent people who are offsetting, for example, a large taxable capital gain by making a deductible contribution to super and then withdrawing it soon after in a tax-free manner. Now, the ability to contribute non-concessional contributions through to age 75 is also a positive when combined with the downsizer contribution and its changes. So if a client sells their principal residence between the ages of 60 and 65, they will be able to access the downsizer opportunity and contribute up to $300,000 per person to super with this proposed lowering of the qualification age to age 60. If they then move to another property and live in it for another 10 years before settling again, uh, perhaps as part of moving to an aged care facility, well, they can't access the downsizer opportunity a second time. But if they are still under 75 and have less than $1.7 million in super, using the threshold that will be applicable from 1 July this year, uh, which will no doubt be higher after this 10-year period, they could contribute more simply as a non-concessional contribution. So without a doubt, this is a new and improved opportunity to contribute more towards self-funding for retirement via superannuation. Now, of course, this is all subject to the passage of the relevant legislation, which could be up to 12 months away. We still possibly have an expanded super policy to be released by the government, perhaps addressing more issues from the Retirement Income Review, and the release of a super policy from the opposition and then an election, with its outcome really to determine what the future of super will truly look like. But it doesn't mean that you can't start having some conversations with your clients about what the future could look like right now. Now, as always, remember, if you have any technical advice strategy questions, you can call our BT Technical Services team on 1800 655 901 or send the team an email at technical at btfinancialgroup.com. And join us for our fortnightly BT Academy technical webinars where we dive in more depth into various technical and regulatory matters. Our next session is scheduled for Wednesday, the 2nd of June, 2021, where Matt Manning, one of our BT technical consultants, will be presenting on the topic of who would have thunk it, the 1 July 2021 super changes. And in that session, Matt will cover what the indexation of the super caps and thresholds will mean for clients and the strategies that you employ for them. To register, head to www.bt.com.au forward slash professional and follow the links to the BT Academy webinar series. There you can also view previous webinars and all of our sessions do qualify for CPD purposes. Until next time, bye for now. BT Tech knows and now you know. Join us next time to keep ahead of the curve for strategy, regulatory and industry news. This podcast has been developed for financial advisor use only and provides general information only. It does not take into account any particular individual's objectives, financial situations or needs.